72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Another beautiful fall morning. 45 degrees outside at the moment in... Mostly sunny. Get it up to 77, which will be very pleasant. And the first mention of rain and its light rain is tomorrow. On Wednesday. And they say our high tomorrow, our high will only be 59. Good morning, folks, and uh, welcome to a Tuesday edition, a Tuesday edition of um, the Party Line. I'm Dave Palmer. Scott's here. Good morning. Ah, Good morning. I just had a nice big sip of hot tea. Mm, good. Ah, Good morning for that. Hey, before you get started, check this out. Turn around. Turn around. See that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, 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 we had a little discussion here a moment or two ago about, was it October 21st or the 25th? Back in 1950, right? Yes. That uh, the station first went on the air. And... Um, Anyway, so, but um, we think it's October 25th. All right, good morning. Which is today. Today. Yes. How about that? 72 years ago. And we are still gabbing away. Did Party Line start that day? No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) This is the longest running talk show in Ohio, though, isn't it? Yes, I think that's correct. I think it is. There's lots of gabbing. Christine Merritt with the Ohio Association of Broadcasters. I think she spoke about that recently. Anyway, good morning. And uh, today is National Merry Music Day. And we'll come back to that. It's also, and I can't understand how it can be one and, not, and then this one. <laughs> it's Sourest Day. Okay. Anything sour, I guess. Well, or... Sour grapes. Sour day, right? Sour lemons. Sour kraut. No, I'm kidding. That's a different sour. Anyway, (laughs) National Greasy Foods Day. Phew, boy. Chucky. I don't get that. It's National Greasy Foods Day... Oh, oh, I see. Okay, this is a whole different item. There you go. Chucky the Notorious Killer Day. Killer Doll Day. That thing is so creepy. I don't understand. It's a horror movie. Okay. That crazy little munchkin. It's a doll that came alive in the movies. Well, I guess I have seen clips of it. It's but, not uh, not my thing, you know. Horror movies. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. No, it's not my. Not my. Yeah, 
Now, I, I thought Star Wars and those sort of things were kind of interesting. Yeah, those are sci-fi movies, though. Yeah. It's not horror. Yeah. I mean, there were some things that happened during them that yeah. uh, weren't necessarily pleasant. But Nope. Um, but horror, just for the sake of it. No, I don't get it. I, I don't either. And I know some and of people. Of course, that, they put particularly come to life uh, around this time of year with Halloween and all. Yeah, you were gonna. Say I that. just know. I know some people that could sit and watch horror movies, one after another. Really? Yes. Um. You no, know, I don't need to see the clown under the bed that comes alive, or that you look under the bed again and it's gone, and it's sitting somewhere else in the room. Clearly, you have seen one or two. Yeah, it's just, it's freaky. Yeah, I, For me, anyway. I mean, some people like that. Not this one. Okay, so let's go back to the first one. National, yeah, let's do that. National Mary <laughs> Music Day. Now, they're spelling Mary M-E-R-R-I. Yes, and here is why. Okay. October 25th celebrates National Merry Music Day to honor an innovative sound system and a music concept that began post-World War II in Jamaica. No kidding. Yes. And it goes on to say, on this day, we celebrate the Maritone sound system as the oldest sound system on the planet. Maritone is the only sound system founded in the original sound system era of the 1940s and 1950s that is still in operation. As the last sound standing, Maritone music encourages music lovers around the globe to learn about the historical movement that has influenced musical genres in Jamaica and around the world. Well, Maritone. I remember How about that? that. And it it was actually kind of a, a brand, a, a, an equipment brand name for some loudspeakers. Yes. And um, okay, it just so it, it has nothing to do with uh, happy or joyful. Yeah. Mary, M E R R Y. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of like a PA system. That was the first to amplify music yeah. louder. Yeah. Okay. Now, Sourest Day. Are we going to do that one? Okay. Well, I, I'm just, why do we need that? I don't know. Maybe to counteract the greasy foods that <laughs> we eat uh, or celebrate sour things. I wonder if it includes sour people. What do they call them? Sour pusses or something like that? Something like that. If, you, if life is giving you lemons or you feel like a grumpy Gus, this day is for you. Oh, oh take you found your, something. Yeah, take your glass half full attitude and spread the joy or gloom. Smiles be banished. We place them with all pouts and terrible frowns. Well, that doesn't sound like much fun, does it? Well... Wallow in your petulant mood. Take sulking to new lows. Frown like a clown. Catching the midnight train out of town. Ha ha ha. Scowl so foul. 
that people will catch a whiff of it before they even see you. Okay, I've, I've had enough. <laughs> That's just how sour you need to I, be. I didn't know that you would day. be able to find so much stuff there. <laughs> it just uh, put me on a new low here. <laughs> well, I, you know. purpose, I believe. Yeah, well, could be, or to maybe give these people that are the grumpy Gus is something to hang their hat on today. Yeah, it's sour day, my day. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be awful to live that way? Pardon me. Be a sourpuss or a grump or grouch, miserable. You know, happiness is a choice. I... Let me think here. I'm trying to think if in my lifetime I've ever met, I've ever particularly zeroed in on somebody who was sour all the time. And um, I haven't given it more than 60 seconds thought now, but no, there's not a name popping up to the surface. Oh, I have. I, I just don't. I, I don't respond to people too well. That way they're constantly downers and dragging down things and people. I like to be supportive and, and encouraging as much as possible. Well, I, but, I certainly think that's a better way. Yeah, some people are just wired that way, you know. But it's it's a challenge. You know, I will say this. It's a challenge if you are around them to try to make them smile or laugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I say challenge accepted. I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right, well, let's uh, turn to our turn our attention to some historical things that occurred on this date of okay. October 25th. But the year to be mentioned. So, in the year 1415, on this date, the Battle of Agincourt. I always worry that I don't pronounce these right. The Battle of Agincourt. Henry V's... I am, I am. <laughs> no, I couldn't help it. Henry V's forces defeat larger French army and the longbow defeats the armored knight. Hmm. 1415 on this date. Okay, let's go uh, up a couple hundred years to uh, 1854 when on this date the infamous charge of the light brigade during the battle of Balaclava Balaclava. Why am I having trouble with that? Balaclava. There we go. This was during the Crimean War. Results in over 100 people being killed. Soldiers being killed. 1854. Charge of the Light Brigade. Da-da-da! We've heard that many times, that expression. And I don't mean to take anything away from this, but I'm just surprised only 100 deaths. There's all of that's been na- made of that name or that expression, Charge of the Light Brigade. Actually, there's 100. It's very sad, but anyway. Did, did that make any sense? Um, For the most part, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
hell out of here. <laughs> okay. 1962, the U.S. <laughs> ambassador to the Moving United on. Nations. <laughs> okay. Uh, once again, 1962, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, the U.N., Adlai Stevenson, remember that name so well, Yes. demands the USSR, United Nations Rep. Zorin, answer regarding the Cuban mi- missile bases, saying, I am prepared to wait until my answer for my answer until hell freezes over. This was in a, um, a discussion live before the entire uh, assembly of the United Nations. And he asked the question of Zorin and said, I am prepared to wait or my answer until hell freezes over. Just Google that, that incident. I'm just curious. So how long did that wait last? And how is it that we, that they're not still standing there? Obviously something happened. Adlai Stevenson said that. I remember that uh, that incident, but uh, I mean the U the UN is still not waiting, you know what I mean. So what what what, what brought it to an end? That wait. Um, did that have to do? Now, Cuban Missile Crisis that wasn't until sixty one. Yeah, it is sort of. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Uh, this occurred in 1962. Uh, oh, yes, it did. And um, let's see here. Re- and it was Stevenson was concerned about the Cuban missile bases. Well, let's go on while we're waiting. Um, um or not? Yeah, I didn't. Didn't they? Uh, I. I'm not seeing this here, but I recall that JFK, uh, the administration, made a deal with uh, the Soviet Union to remove missile bases in Turkey if um, the U.S. would remove those bases in Turkey if uh, Russia removed theirs from Cuba, which they did, which that was kind of done uh, behind closed doors, if I remember correctly. Um, so it wasn't too long after that. Okay. Well, I, I guess I was wondering more about the specific meeting of the United Nations. That, you know, if he says, I'm prepared to wait until my answer, for my answer, until hell freezes over, how long did that go on? Yeah. It, it, was it 45 minutes and then some leader changed it or, you know? Yeah. Anyway. I'm going to keep looking here because okay. I'm I'm curious too. <laughs> Let's move on to 1971 when the United Nations votes to expel the Chinese nationalist ruled Taiwan and admit the Communist People's Republic of China. 2017, not too long ago, Chinese Premier Xi Jinping, right? I think yes. That's how that's yes, said. that's it. 
unveils his new ruling council in the great hall of the people, none of the five are young enough to succeed him. Yeah. Okay. I found um, something here uh, that says on October 28th, uh, Nikita Khrushchev, who was the uh, prime Soviet prime minister, issued a public statement that Soviet missiles would be dismantled and moved, removed from Cuba. The crisis was over, but the naval quarantine continued until the Soviets agreed to remove their IL-28 bombers from Cuba, and on November 20th, the United States ended its quarantine in 1962. So just a few days. Yeah, I I think my question was difficult. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't you know, know how whether, long he waited for an answer. Yeah, and, and how long the, the, everybody just had to sit there. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. But um, anyway, we, we got the basics. All right, our turn our attention. I turn our attention. Enunciate, Palmer. Enunciate. There we go. Um, to uh, famous birthdays. Obviously, today a free-for-all edition. In fact, as I looked ahead this week, at this point, we don't have anything, any special guests scheduled. We did the following week. But um, I can always work, uh, make a call or two and try to add one here. We'll get to work today. Okay, Sierra, Sierra, I don't know which it is, uh, attractive young lady, she's 37 today, and obviously an entertainer, I would guess. C- yes, she is. Okay. Sierra Princess Wilson is an American singer, songwriter, and dancer. She released her debut studio album, Goodies, in 2004, which spanned four singles on that particular album. Do you remember any of those? I do not. Okay. I, I just <coughs> find it interesting that they still called them albums then. I think they still are, but, oh, yeah. you know, they're just CDs. Just CDs. Um, just for kicks. Uh, look in our library and see if we have something back there. Okay. Okay, now... Um, Fortunately, here, even in our AM studio, or I should say our WATH studio, um, we also have access to all the music over in WXTQ, right? Yes. So, uh, we'll just see. Is it Sierra or Ciara? Do you know? Uh, Either one. Either either one. Yeah. 37th birthday today. Let's move on. Pablo... Picasso, of course, a very well-known name as an artist. Uh, Today would have been his birthday, were he alive. But he was born in 1881, died in 1973. Now, Picasso. Um, When you think of art, first thing you might think of is a painter. And then maybe it's pottery, or maybe it's sculpting, or maybe it's, I, I don't know what the order of those would be, but 
all these different forms or ways of art. Picasso, of course, I believe, was a painter, right? Yeah, uh, yes, that was one of many talents he possessed. He was a Spanish painter, sculptor, printmaker, ceramicist, and theater designer. Well, you hit all of them but one. I did, rather. Mm -hmm. And the one I missed was what I did, theater design. He spent most of his adult life in France, that he was born in Spain. Have you done much international traveling? I have not. Some. Yeah, I have just some. In terms of the U.S., I've traveled wild, wildly, yeah. Wide, <laughs> yeah. Widely. There Could was, be wildly, too. It was, it was wild, but widely. Um, Wyoming. But my international experiences have, um, I think other people, many other people have surpassed me. Of course, I had a wonderful summer in Ecuador. Um, Ireland. Um, of course, some Canadian experiences. I guess a little bit in Mexico. But um, really, I have the desire. Um, uh, folks, I'm 72. Uh, I have a desire to add that to my repertoire here in the next few years. And, of course, it would be nice if uh, Pat had still been around to do it with me. But uh, that's, that's how these things go, right? Yes, unfortunately, and, you know, like we've talked off the air, life comes at you hard sometimes, fast and hard. All right, uh, Mercy, let's move on. So we were doing famous birthdays. We have two more to go. Katy Perry, another attractive lady. Today, her 38th birthday. Now, truly, looking at her picture here, she might look a year or two older than her birthday, but she still, still looks terrific. Catherine Katie. Elizabeth Hudson, known professionally as Katy Perry, is an American singer, songwriter, and TV personality. She is recognized for her influence on 2010s pop music, the decade of the 2010s. The last birthday we have to mention today, uh, uh, as suggested by Associated Press, or no, who does this report? This is, uh, well, on this day.com. Okay, is that of Richard E. Byrd, B-Y-R-D. Born on this date in 1888, died in 1957. I'm guessing, if my memory serves me, he might have been an aviator. Uh, he was actually a naval officer and explorer, an American naval officer and explorer, Richard Evelyn Byrd, Jr. He was a recipient of the Medal of Honor, the highest honor for valor, 
given by the United States and was a pioneering American aviator, polar explorer, and organizer of polar logistics. Well, I finally got the word right. Aviator. Yeah, what was... But much more. Yeah, what was he famous for? He um, undertook five expeditions to Antarctica, Antarctica. Mm -hmm. and made the first ever flight over the South Pole on November 28th, 1929. Um, I just had this thought come to mind. Well, I wonder if you had a handheld compass. Okay? You've seen them. Mm Mm-hmm. And as you turn, it tells you what direction is north, right? Yep. Or south or whatever. Yep. Always points north. Um, how would a compass act if you're at the North Pole or the South Pole? Uh, maybe like a Frisbee. The needle in there would be spinning, spinning so around. fast. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm I, just I, I, kidding. <laughs> I knew you were, but I mean, really. I wonder if there's a way to Google that. Uh, well, anyway, let's move on. Famous I'll, deaths. I'll see if it does. Famous deaths. Well, I need your help here first. Okay. So we have to only two to mention. <coughs> Excuse me. Bobby Riggs. Is that tennis? Yes. Okay. Bobby Riggs, born in 1918, died in 1995. Tennis player, and Scott will give us a bit more. Robert Larimore Riggs was an American tennis champion who was the world number one amateur in 1939 and world number one professional in 1946 and 47. He played his first professional tennis match on December 26th. 1941. I remember him most from the the Billie Jean King challenge. Uh, the first oh, yeah. men, man versus well, I'm trying to think. woman if he was tennis match. The big deal before I was born, why did I know that so easily? But it, it is that Billie Jean King thing, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they did a challenge and uh, mm-hmm. I think he did a challenge and I, I think she actually came out victorious it's, that's my recollection too. yeah but uh, it was called the battle of the sexes and uh, the and I watched it live yeah he was I did too he was 25 years older than her at the time yeah. and uh, they they became close friends after that until his passing in 95. All right, the next person and the final person, Albert Anastasia. Um, born in 1902, died in 1957. Now, oddly, the the picture they have here is what appears to be a mugshot. <laughs> yep. From the uh, New York City Police Department. Um, and it's a... Pr- uh, Mugshot number 57,839. Yo. Anyway, uh, so I'm guessing he was a bad guy. Uh, yeah. He uh, died as a result of a gunshot wound. And, you know, the pictures you saw there, they also have a picture of a restaurant 
and where he must have been and a, a, a body covered up with sheets. So I Wonderful. presume that's where he met his demise. Umberto Albert Anastasia was an Italian-American mobster, hitman, and crime boss, one of the founders of the modern American mafia and co-founder of the later boss of the Murder, Inc. organization. Why do we glorify these people? Anastasia eventually rose to the position of boss in what became the modern Jambino, Gambino crime family. But, uh, well, you know, it's something that they are still in existence in our country. The, um... Uh, now I gotta step aside. Um, you know, I tell I tell so many people, please do not call me between nine and ten because I do a daily radio program live. And yet, <laughs> my phone just went off, and it's from someone who knows better, <laughs> which is usually the case, yeah. I presume. And, and they just <laughs> left a message. Yep. And if you know, I've had many people say, "What's that noise?" <laughs> okay, in the word, it's Chewbacca, right? Yes, and that's Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of Star Wars, yep. that you were earlier. Yep. Okay. I was um, meeting with someone who is a. Uh, Psychologist, psycholo- psych- um, counselor who has worked in school districts and things like that. And they were saying that now the typical school district has an officer on duty. And in many cases, they're uniformed, but in some cases, they aren't. But they're still sworn in as a law enforcement official. And they were saying it just about every school has that. And <clears throat> and I said, well, how long has that existed? Because it seems like we've had... Just in recent years, I'm going to say, and you can define recent however you want, these incidents taking place at schools that are tragic. Or did they have such people before that? And her answer was that she felt they had had them before. Maybe not a whole lot before, but some. And all is sort of came about because, you know, at some point I may retire to a certain degree. And, you know, what is it that might keep my interest? And so we were talking about, you know, can you help with homeless children? Can you hope, can you help with, and just different topics came up that I have special affections to, right? So, anyway, but we got to talking about this school. Well, lo and behold, I did not realize 
that earlier that same day, yesterday, at least two people were killed and seven others injured after a gunman opened fire at a high school in South St. Louis. This happened yesterday morning while we were on the air. Police said the suspect also died at an area hospital after a standoff. Oh, my. Shots were reported just after school began at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School, which again sounds like a school I'd love to have been involved with. The oldest public high school west of the Mississippi River. Huh. With police arriving quickly to confront the shooter. Clad in black and appearing to be in his early 20s, The shooter carried a long gun into the reportedly locked school where seven security guards were on site. Seven. Officials have not yet said how he was able to enter the building. The two unnamed victims were a woman and a teenage girl. But, you know, we've heard of shootings in schools where more than two people were killed. And what, 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 you know, is this, I don't want to use a casual word, but is this a fad? I don't know if you would call it that. I think it's more of a copycat type of thing. Well, where isn't a fad a copycat? Somebody it does could something be. outrageous and then others wish to. It could be, yes. But kids see this and they get disgruntled or upset at somebody at school or, you know, boyfriend or, or ex boyfriend, ex girlfriend broke their heart or something like that, or a teacher upset them or principal. You know, it's just. But isn't this more often the case? Someone that's not associated with that too. Yeah, I was just going to go there too. And then people who have left that school that were previous there, previously there, or uh, just people that, you know, have some type of emotional disturbance that they they look for those soft targets, Mm. what we call them, that what the military calls them, what law enforcement calls them, where they know there are not going to be any weapons. Um, you know, we've seen it happen in grocery stores, uh, schools now, churches. It's crazy. I so, heard of a young lady somewhere down in West Virginia who trains. Um, let's see, what would the proper term be? Um, well, police dogs. Okay, I'll just use that expression. And these dogs, evidently, with their tremendous sense of smell, are taught to learn the smell of, like, um, marijuana. And both in its uh, in-use smell, which is a smoke, I guess, or even in its raw form, dried, dried marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. And 
so this story goes that the dog will, like, if he gets even the, s- the scent of it, he'll circle the car to make sure he's smelled it right and then set down right next to it. And that's a sign that his human escort knows is a, a giveaway, right? Yes. He has, the dog has alerted yeah. on those things. Just amazing. Yes, it is. And... Um, and then you have someone who then calls, radios in, you know, because there's an escort to the dog. Radios in and tries to get some support so they can inspect the vehicle. And presumably take someone into custody for the presence of that material, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but law enforcement, are there enough? You know, I guess some people might ask that, but are there too many? I doubt too many would say that. But, you know, they're busy. And so, like if there's an all call, and you're in the process of working with someone else who's done something wrong, maybe not... Excuse me, maybe not as serious. Excuse me, I just burped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Forgive me, folks. Okay, something not as serious, do they drop that and move to the more serious side? You know what I mean? Uh, It it would put you in a quandary. And I don't know what the rule is. but. But anyway. I've just opened up a whole bag of worms here. Let's let's move on in the news. Sunak. Rishi Sunak. Am I saying it right? I think so. S-U-N-A-K. I've heard it pronounced on the news a couple times, but I could not make out exactly what it was. Well, Rishi Sunak has been elected as Britain's new presumptive prime minister. This occurred just hours after Boris Johnson and Penny Mordaunt withdrew from the race. This Rishi Sunak, a 42-year-old Conservative Party leader, will be the youngest to take office since 1812 and the country's first prime minister of South Asian descent. Now, I know this is the radio. But can you pull up a picture of him? Yeah, I just looked at the pronunciation as well, and it's Rushi Sunak. So you were... I was pretty close. Yeah, you're right on it there. Okay, bend your screen forward for me. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm not going to say he's African-American looking. I'm going to say he's dark-skinned. Good-looking guy. And obviously, well thought of, because... Here you have him presumably taking over his country's highest post in terms of international policy. All right. Sunak takes the helm. 
Creation. Oh, and I have a little more about him. Uh, this would mean that he is the third prime minister in two months. Incidentally, he was named finance minister for Great Britain in 2020 and has served as a member of parliament since 2015. His economic policies in response to the COVID-19 pandemic garnered widespread support. Widespread support. However, he resigned as finance minister in July 22 amid a scandal involving a senior lawmaker. Well, the story adds, Sunak inherits a government in financial turmoil. They're talking about Great Britain. A crisis that he had predicted after the the trust tax-cutting mini-budget. So there's, there's still no official date for the UK's next general election. We do know that it can be held no later than January of 25. But Sunak will officially become Prime Minister following Liz Truss's resignation to King Charles. That's expected. I'm not sure if it's any hour or any day now. Okay. Good morning once again. It's, uh, golly, we only have... Two and a half minutes left. Now, we, we talked about Ciara. Let's see here. What, what did we do? America's test scores drop. We can, we can save that till tomorrow. That's not urgent. Um, let's look at the New York Times. They're talking about the upcoming elections. And, of course, Election Day is rapidly approaching. And those of you that need to do... Um, going to be out of town you have absentee voting that can occur now two weeks from today election day yep. <clears throat> okay sierra sierra what is it either or either or is correct and let me make sure i've got everything working right here i guess Well, it's in our main system, so I don't have to turn anything up, I guess. Okay, let's let's get it going before I delay this song too much. Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. This is a jazzy fizzle. Well, 
looking at her picture and hearing her music. I do kind of like her personally, but not probably a member of this age group. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, this is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. Russia has rejected a new appeal by American hoop star Brittany Griner and upheld her nine-year prison sentence for drug charges. Griner addressed the court via video from a penal colony near Moscow. U.S. Chargé d'Affaires Elizabeth Rood was in the courtroom. Nothing in the result of today's appeal changes the fact that the United States government considers Ms. Greiner to be wrongfully detained. I'm Stephen Portnoy in Washington. The White House in a statement says Brittany Greiner is being held under intolerable circumstances. And National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan calls today's judicial proceeding a sham. Sullivan says President Biden has demonstrated he's willing to go to extraordinary lengths to see Americans returned home. So far, White House aides have given no indication Russians have seriously considered the prisoner swap the U.S. proposed months ago to see Griner and retired Marine Paul Whelan released. The midterm elections are two weeks from today, and the two men running for Senate in Pennsylvania, Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Mehmet Oz, hold their only debate tonight. Our new battleground tracker shows Fetterman ahead by two points. CBS's Jennifer DePinto. What we're seeing is Republicans consolidating their support.